Welcome to the Wayfinder Podcast, a pseudo-scientific, quasi-philosophical, non-expert discussion platform where we talk about metaphysics, science, nature, the nature of reality, consciousness, philosophy, shamanism, mysticism, mindfulness, and pretty much anything else we can get our hands on that we think will help people to find and maintain balance in their lives. Because we think that whenever a person finds balance in their lives, it spirals out to the rest of the world through their relationships and interactions. Eventually, hopefully, making the world a better place. I think it will. I think it's doing it. And that's what we're here to do on this show. So, I'm Adam, and uh, we've got another special episode for you today. This is part three of a four-part series with EJ from Freedom Faction, an alternative news platform with a social media foundation. And uh, we've talked about all kinds of stuff. Go check out part one and part two. They were amazing. This is also an awesome discussion for you in part three. And uh, today we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. We've already gotten into mindfulness and meditation and psychedelics and mysticism and all kinds of stuff. Today we're going to talk about uh, some declassified documents that EJ brought into the studio uh, that talk about some secret government experience uh, experiments on mystical and metaphysical methods and practices. Uh, think Men Who Stare at Goats, if you've ever seen that movie. Uh, a lot of that stuff was actually rooted in reality and is not nearly as far-fetched or as funny as you might think. So we talk about that. We talk about the great occult magician John D. from the... Uh, what, 1400s, 1500s? I can't remember. Anyway, uh, John D. and a really crazy story that I heard from, uh, from a researcher that I like, Michael Tessarian. Pretty crazy story about John D. We talk about D-wave computing, uh, quantum computing, and all of the crazy stuff that comes along with that, dipping into other dimensions to steal the resources of large HP Lovecraftian entities that may or may not be okay with us dipping into their reality and stealing their resources. It's all real stuff that's really happening. Uh, we talk about artificial intelligence and techno-sorcery, as EJ refers to it. Uh, the idea that we are creating, uh, or our scientists are creating, these empty robotic shells to impart some sort of consciousness into. What kind of dangers may come out of that? What's driving that? Where is it headed? Uh, and we talk about the digital, digital age being um, a time where we're trying to use digitization and virtual reality to build a bridge between the physical and the metaphysical. Pretty crazy stuff. That'll make a lot more sense whenever you listen to the episode. It's amazing. Had a great time with this conversation as well as the other parts. So make sure you check them all out. If you do it in sequence, it may be better. Um, but this is kind of a standalone episode. So you should be able to listen to it, and understand it all, and uh, it's going to be fantastic, so I hope that you guys enjoy it as much as we did, and uh, look forward to seeing you on the, on the other side, so please like, share, subscribe, comment, spread it around to your friends, if it helps you out, let us know, we always appreciate hearing that stuff, and without further ado, here we go, part three on the Wayfinder podcast with EJ from Freedom Faction, and we're live. Glad to be back. Glad to be back. Part oh, three oh. of the saga. Yeah. Wow. Part, is this Thank part you three for now? having me. Yeah. yeah. Welcome back to Wayfinder, guys. Adam, JC, and we have EJ with Freedom Faction. Thank you for being here, EJ. Thank you guys hook. for having me. And uh, we, had, we had a couple conversations yesterday that were just 
amazing. And mm -hmm. so if you guys are just tuning into this, make sure that you catch those. It'll probably help you understand what, wherever we go, whatever labyrinth we delve into in this conversation, it's going to make a lot more sense if you go back and listen to yesterday. Yeah. Part so, one was definitely, part one and part two. Yeah. Mind blowing. Yeah. I don't even remember what all we talked about. I know we talked about psychedelics for a long time. I think it was a really powerful conversation about psychedelics. I it really so. was. I think so. And I think uh, uh, that laid a lot of groundwork for our understanding because our understanding is not your understanding of what we're delving into today. Yeah. We're you coming are, from different we're, angles. We're bringing, you're bringing some expertise at a different angle of an understanding that there's a little bit more out there than what the average person so is walking around. Yeah. So, so I like EJ that we, just, it out. We, we, we mess with, I like, we do the, all three of us do this thing with like perspective where it's like you like we just keep we triangulate yeah i love it yeah, yeah it's I pretty really awesome i really do love it man we all have our three perspectives and and um and it comes from personal experience and then from our research that we've done whatever our, our research level is into certain things and so yesterday we talked about a lot of mystical shit um some of that was wrapped up in psychedelics some in meditation mindfulness whatever but ej brought this big stack of documents um it's so cool and it's so on point. And every time I, like every few minutes, I, I would be saying something or JC would say something um, about mysticism or about spirituality or uh, telekinesis. And then EJ grabs his, his stack of documents and he pulls out a packet of papers and he's shoving it in our face. Going, <laughs> look at this! Look at this! And so we've got we've got we've got top secret declassified documentation scattered all over the table for you guys who aren't watching. If you're on iTunes or SoundCloud, and then if you're on YouTube seeing this, you can see the documentation that we've got. That JC brought in, and uh, or that EJ brought in, and uh, there's a lot of stuff to cover here. So yeah. we've kind of gone over all the experiential stuff that I think we're going to get into, or at least most of it. But now we're getting into the documentation and the research. So today is going to be kind of digging into that stuff. I think it's going to be just insanely informative. And what we want to do is try to try to um, lend some credence to all these claims of of a lot of the, the spiritualist claims and the um, the metaphysical claims that come with the psychedelic experience and come with um, just leading a spiritual life even outside of psychedelics, you know, mindfulness and meditation, all that stuff, exploring other realms and astral planes and whatever else. Um, and so what EJ has done, uh, true to form for him, is to bring a bunch of documentation to show <laughs> us that there are studies that the governments of the world have done. Isn't that the fascinating part? Is yeah. that yeah. all of a sudden we're talking about things that we've discussed at length and in, in private and, and uh, on the podcast at times. And then we dove deep into it and you're going, Oh, Oh, there's, there's a, there's, there's been studies yeah. on what you're talking about. And I'm going, wait, I thought we, I, you know, ha being such a niche thing, not, not everybody is taking psychedelics and talking about their experience in the way that, that they're trying to use it or understand it for a greater purpose in their own personal life or how that can help other people in their world. And you're telling me that in the eighties, there's yep. already been extensive documentation with scientists and, and government funding yep. on things that we thought we had just happened to upon so i'm i'm excited to um at least get a, a tip of the iceberg into what there is out there documented and declassified oh yeah so so i know uh, a couple of these i looked at 84 when when did these become declassified do you know uh i think they got declassified in the early 2000s early 2000s but they were obviously they were they were obviously like running these experiments since like the 50s really i would say like 1947 that's whenever you get all like the ufo alien agenda stuff roswell was in 1947 right yeah you have to look at like how this stuff goes alongside of it as well because what and we talked about this before the dn the, the trips what else are they coming into contact with those are the, if, if you ask me the aliens what those are the interterrestrials 
how are we looking at communicating with them with this process with the gateway experience this is actually talked about in this specific document where they talk about your brain being the gateway and how they have to induce certain states of mind to receive certain certain uh, certain results there's a gateway in our mind that leads somewhere out there far beyond this plane oh yeah where reptile aliens made of light cut you open and pull out all your pain well, that's a Sturgill Simpson song. That's a, that's a beautiful lyric to that's a beautiful a song. Beautiful lyric to a Sturgill Simpson song called Turtles All the Way Down. I don't know if we're going to be able to post a song or if we, I don't know what we can do we with can this. We can definitely put a link. But yeah, you can definitely go check it out. But well, it's a song about DMT and, and psilocybin. And, what's and crazy too is if you guys follow some of the alien agenda, uh, paranormal stuff regarding it, they too talk about some of the same shamanic philosophy or same, some of the same shamanic experiences going through and having their body worked on. Yeah. And having things replaced. Oh yeah, no, that's a, with, that's with like with pillars of light, beams of light, and things like that. And then you have, and this is why I've always found this stuff like so fascinating. You have like the military coming right after these 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 people get abducted by whatever it is. Could be extra dimensional, could be extraterrestrial. I'm not sure. I don't I don't want to say, but you have the military component coming right after conducting these experiments saying basically what did you what happened to you mm -hmm. they're trying to figure out what happened with them but the, that's the men in black yeah the yeah. men in black coming right after well, and, and they're and called now, my labs yeah and we'll get that um get to that yeah the, the my labs thing um i think it's interesting just to kind of throw this in there we were talking about the the uh the way that psychedelics are becoming a little bit more acceptable in the mainstream and like they had that msnbc special on the benefits of psilocybin yeah. the other day so along with that you also have uh, universities and medical universities like Johns Hopkins that's now calling for people who've met the machine elves yes the clockwork elves they're saying if you've, if you've ever met the DMT elves we want you to come in and do a study so it's like they're bringing my labs yes. to the to the forefront yes so it's like it's no longer a black ops thing or a, a whatever it's called well I uh, after the show yesterday when we went back to Adam's house I was telling him how there's an offshoot of project MK Ultra called MK Often I reported on it and I might if we if you guys talk I can pull up the article Basically, they grabbed priests, poleros, witches, warlocks, wizards, occultists, mysticists, shamans, you name it, people that were involved like in esoteric occult studies. And just imagine those same men in black following up on those alien abductions. Imagine them sitting behind some clear window, some two, two double-sided mirror window, watching people do like rituals, watching people go through like sacrificial whatever. Imagine people practicing workings, anything. And then the government in the background just taking notes, just taking notes on what's happening around these people. Yeah, this was I, I think it went on for I want to say maybe three years and then they shut it down. But why did they shut it down? And one of the things that you'll find if you guys go down the Project Stargate, Project Center Lane, Project Grill Flame and Project Sunstreak, they keep shutting down these programs and then reopening them under a different name. Yeah. Continuing the same research. All of the projects that I just listed there are all under, underneath the same umbrella category of understanding the psychokinetic potentiality of humanity. They just shut it down after reaching a certain point. Okay, it is. It, it, like, this is going to be one of the craziest fucking podcasts I've ever done. <laughs> this is like Alex Jones and Joe Rogan 1255 part two. <laughs> it's, it's like they, it, they do it at certain steps. I think Project, uh, Project Stargate is the most commonly known one. But what projects led up to that? How did they even understand that they had to run a project for people that had these potential these potential abilities? They had to figure out that that, that those people were out there. They're like government sponsored psychics. Yeah, yeah, like legit things. They're having people, uh, and this is this is why. Uh, fast forward into the future with things like the DMT spiritual spirit molecule, 
you're seeing them get funding for carrying out these types of experiments because they are indeed coming into contact with something else over, over, over there. Absolutely. And they're, they're taking the opportunity to recognize it, be aware of it, and admit. And I think that's the big part is now we're getting, we're getting uh, the admittance. Yes. Yeah. You know, the disclosure. There, there's something about when when a government body gets involved that the average American goes, oh, there's something to this. Yes. And there's a reason that they didn't get the average person involved. They didn't let us know about this for the longest time because they felt like for whatever reason they couldn't. But eventually you have to you have to go, OK, we've done as much as we can. Now we have to. Um, I, I think I referenced this in a podcast we did a, a year or so ago that you can go back and check out. But I love, there's a movie and it's called Paul. Oh, oh, I know which one you guys yeah, are talking about. And, and Seth Rogen plays this alien and these two, you know, guys, they, they're great Comic-Con, they stumble across and he goes, you, you, you can't be real. You look too stereotypical of an alien. He goes, that's because the government's been fucking drip feeding you this <laughs> for years. Just in case we met your brain wouldn't explode. Yep. Yeah. Right. They handle things in such a covert way and they have a method to their madness, but sometimes their method is just a made-up method by somebody. Yeah. And then it, when it stops working, they have to start changing games. Uh, I don't know if you know this about me. Uh, I'm ex-military. Nice. So uh, I, in, in my career field, nice. In my career field, I was uh, I was I, I, in the process of training and learning. I was exposed to things that were covertly done on a very minor level with how we handled certain things in the 70s 80s 90s and then now you know they don't tell me how they they do those same mm -hmm. things but the things they got away with at that time it's that, crazy that uh, you know they're very it's a very shifty shady thing mm -hmm. so if we are now allowed to read this and see this this is like i said earlier this is the tip of the iceberg it's evolved and now they're going okay we're gonna put this there I want to say one of the most maybe one of the most uh, uh dangerous things that that might be said on this whole podcast is that Anybody can go on to FOIA.gov, F-O-I-A, Freedom of Information Act, whatever that acronym is, FOIA.gov, and you can go through declassified documents on the government website, and you can run keyword yep. searches and all kinds of stuff. And uh, I know EJ does this, and I know I did it for a long time. It's where a lot of the shit comes from. Yeah, this is the only, all of these came from CIA.gov. So anybody that that's a naysayer or that thinks that, you know, people, that, you know, that a lot of this information is garbage or whatever, you can get... You can get this information yourself going, by going to FOIA.gov, and uh, you can even you can even fill out a request. You know, Freedom of Information Act request. The applications are on there, and you can ask for certain information to be declassified. And it's only really through the efforts of a lot of people who are trying to work on getting this stuff declassified that it is becoming declassified. Mm -hmm. I want to put so, a just to kind of timestamp everything. I think the reason why specifically why why this stuff is important to me is because we're talking about things such as five G silent weapons for quiet wars, frequency manipulation, and all kinds of stuff like that. Looking at this type of stuff, we're able to realize that there is another aspect to what we think of as reality, a whole other layer to our interaction and involvement with it. 5G manipulates that. It takes that over. I feel like that is why we are having access to these types of documents now is because they are rolling out things to combat this other side of us. Yeah, I think so. That's five. 5G is something that we'll probably talk about today too but this this stuff here i want to dig into some of the telekinetic yeah. stuff and some of the um the, the the mystical and the psychic and the occultic uh documentation because that's some of the stuff you got that honestly i've not seen i mean just any of this stuff 
right? I'm gonna read real quick about this. Uh, read real quick from this this army document. Yeah, just talking it. about Project Center Lane. Uh, and this is from Lieutenant Colonel Busby. It says, sir, the INSCOM, the INSCOM Center Lane project involves the use of psychoenergetics for intelligence purposes. Psychoenergetics are the process the processes by which an individual may physically interact with objects, locations, organisms, or events. This includes such disciplines as psychokinesis, remote viewing, and remote communications. Uh, and what <laughs> funny thing about this document, the first time I had stumbled upon it, I think was probably at least two or three years ago, I was on the air uh, with one of my co-hosts, Lori Alexander, of the Underground Resistance Network, and I was on live reading this, and I got about right here to where you can see it's blacked out. Mm-hmm. They terminated my my transmission live. Really? Really. Started it back up with Lori, started chit-chatting about random nonsense. They let me go. I start reading from this again, terminates it. I, I, we start the transmission over one more time. Chit-chat about nothing. Wow, that was strange. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, sure, whatever. Go through it. Start reading it, and they cut it right off. Yeah. And for the audio listeners, this is a very large paragraph, and there's maybe, what do you say, two sentences? Yeah, two sentences two of that sentences that, are, that are whited out. and they're, they're gone. It talks about uh, Russian training facilities, Semipolitensk, uh, guerrilla training bases in Libya, and then it does not tell you where else, where else they have conducted these. Yeah. You know. Um, Antar- right. Antarctica, probably. I wouldn't doubt what it. the fuck is in Antarctica? Do you know? No. I wish. I, if anybody out there knows what the fuck is going on in Antarctica, we would really like to know. Yes. It Metallica. Would we know you did a concert there. Did you see anything? Did you see you anything? Are there tall Nordic aliens there? Are there German under Why ice bases? Why are the world's elite going there? Yeah, what are they doing down there? The Queen went there. Obama went there. How come Operation High Jump exists? I mean, there was, um, for you guys who don't know, uh, General Admiral Byrd went down, to, or not General Admiral, Admiral Byrd. I was thinking of General Smedley Butler. Admiral Byrd went down there in like uh, in the 40s, I think, right? And he took like 4,000 troops and some yep. warships and a bunch of shit to Antarctica Yep. after World War II. Got Why? his butt kicked. Got his butt kicked and came, came limping back with half the forces he left with mm-hmm. in Antarctica. And, there, you know, there there are rumors and stories about his diary or his journal saying that there were... They locked him up. They yeah. put him in a, in, a, in a... They put him basically like in an insane asylum. They said, you're not allowed to talk to anybody. Yeah, knock that shit off. Knock that shit off. They're yeah, like... He did TV interviews. You're not allowed oh, to talk you, about now it. Now you're crazy. Yeah. yeah. Now you're crazy. Yeah. Now, well, he's, now he's crazy. He's, he's like, an we, admiral in the U.S. military. He's yeah. like, we need... We need we need technology that's capable of going poles. We're 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 fighting against technology that has the capability to go to go to go to each pole within in, minutes. In minutes, yeah. We need to figure out how to step our stuff up. Yeah. And this is Hollow this Earth. is back in the forties. Hollow Earth. Oh, dude. Well, yeah. uh, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we're not gonna go there. Oh, dude. We, but let's. I, we, I, we will. I prefer, I, to we be can. honest, I prefer I prefer flat or I prefer inner Earth, Hollow Earth over flat Earth. Debate me. I don't like. Flat Earth is it's its own thing. Me and Adam spent way too much time this morning talking about it. We're not going to go there. We're not going to go not there. Not interested. I, I thoroughly believe that there are subterranean civilizations underneath us that have been well, here. Well, there's that, that Hong Song Doon cave or whatever in, in Cambodia or Vietnam or whatever they found. And it's this huge, huge, beautiful underground cave. You can just Google Massive Cave Vietnam. I'm pretty sure it's in Vietnam. Massive underground cave. It's the world's biggest underground cave that we've found so far. Which is like you know not saying much, right? And uh, this thing has ecosystems, jungles, organisms, birds, animals that don't exist anywhere else in the world, and it's fucking massive. It's like the size of downtown Dallas. If you just picture any downtown 
area, any big downtown area, the tallest buildings in downtown Dallas are like 55, 60 stories. Right. This cave is 55, 60 stories tall in places. And how far down? In, like how many miles down is it? Well, Do I don't know? know. I don't know how far it goes, but I know that there are parts of it that are, you know, so like, like, like you could fit the entirety of downtown Dallas in this cave. That's crazy. So how much rock or earth is on top of that beneath the surface? I don't know. That's crazy. But there are animals and ecosystems and rivers and lakes and there's all kinds of shit down there. And this is one cave that some farmer found in his backyard, you know, as what you know, tends to be the case. People stumble on shit. It's like the Dead Sea Scrolls. Some yep. farmer chasing his sheep finds the Dead Sea Scrolls. So that's one cave we know about. Mm-hmm. And it's just one. You know what I mean? So when when, when the I... the Ent people, uh, the, the Native Americans uh, have the Ent people of their mythology who took them underground during yeah. uh, one of the last great deluge. Yeah. They were. They have a whole, a whole uh, mythology surrounding yeah. it. So, so when I think of Hollow Earth, I don't. I don't. I really don't think of it as being all that weird. All yeah. that, it's not all that crazy to me. It's just. It's just. It's not really a. a it's an, not a thing. It's not. Yeah. It's just not. It's not a big deal. It's just there's 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 caves down there. Yeah. And we know there's caves down there, and we know there's ecosystems down there, and we know that there are probably you know, there's all kinds of different reasons that the you know uh, geothermal reasons why there could be heating and you know the, the big argument against Hollow Earth is that. It's too hot. You get you get beneath the surface of the earth very far, and it becomes unlivable. And that, to me, is a pretty shallow argument scientifically. Yeah, I feel like there's a life, lot of ways that yeah, that could, life would find a way. Life, yeah, there's a lot of ways that the underground water and other shit could cool things down, at, in my at, view. At fear of sounding stupid, so like uh, deepest parts of the ocean, is the water hot down there? Well, there you go. There Fuck. you go. Yeah, the, the bottom of the Mariana Devil's Trench. JC. Yeah, there you, there you <laughs> yeah. go. I mean. Yeah. That's it. The, the, the bottom of the Mariana Trench is thirty five thousand feet deep. It, and is it? Is and it, it ain't hot. I was no. about to say, is it boiling no. water? Is that why we can't <laughs> no. get there? Because it's it's boiling. Common sense bomb. But see, that's yeah, where that's that's where it is. That's the perception. Yeah. Versus where we're actually like asking the questions. Like, does that make sense, or is that just what they're telling us? Mm-hmm. You know. But I, I, to kind of pivot real quick, I'm glad we we touched on that because you know inner Earth, Hollow Earth stuff. I sure. find it very very fascinating. To pivot back into you know things like psychokinetics, the energy whether or not there's like entities underneath us living we don't know i hope so but i hope they don't come up underground i i I, what i'm trying to say is you know i look into a lot of strange stuff and there's something else to humanity there's a reason why they have to keep humanity in check there's a divinity within us yeah that it's hard to control if we're aware of it yes it's easy it's easy to control us if we're not aware of it yes you know if we're not aware of our own potential yes. so dig into some of these documents show me what we've got right now it says our mission is as is as depicted on the chart conduct intelligence collection and counterintelligence operations using utilizing all psychoenergetic processes available train selected personnel in state of the art State of the art, meaning this is a ongoing thing that they're constantly trying to invent new protocols. Yeah, this is the latest and greatest of what we've got. Of what this is, what we're able to see right now: uh, state of the art psychoenergetic intelligence collection and counterintelligence techniques. Expand operational capabilities and training beyond the confines of information collection into the fields of psychoenergetic communication and psychokinesis. So basically, they're trying to see how can we basically affect things out there while the person's here. You'll hear, um, there are reports that people that do astral projection are able to go back in certain time events. One of the things that we had talked about yesterday uh, in the previous segments were things like the shamanic fluid, that psychic fluid, whatever that residue is uh, that you guys emit whenever you're going into these trips. There's something else, that other component 
the interfaces with the earth that allows people to basically go back to these, 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 these psychic time periods. That's why you have psychic detectives. That's why you have these people that do the remote viewing, astral, astral projection. The men who stare at goats. The men who stare at goats. I, that's what this was. Yeah. So if yeah. you guys, that's ever, what this was. You ever seen the movie, the the men who stare at goats? That's a lot of a lot of what we're referring to is mm-hmm. um, the documentation that proves that those. Um, although that was kind of a funny movie and it was kind of tongue in cheek, it it does actually point back to a lot of actual government work. Yes. It's well enough documented that we have the shit scattered across our desk right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the early reading from this uh, document. And it says, in the early 1970s, serious consideration for psychoenergetics, primarily in the form of remote viewing as an intelligence-gathering tool, received great impetus from what can only be described as astounding success in remote viewing, research by two laser physicists at the Stanford Research Institute International. That's no bullshit. And then, if you go over here, I think this is the one where it's like... It what is the name of that? What is the name of that paper you're looking at? This one is the Intelligencer, the Journal of U.S. Intelligence Studies, uh, Volume Twelve, Number One, from uh, the summer of 2001. You could have got it for 12.50 back in the day. Um, there you go. <laughs> go from historic it. past to high tech horizons, spies, moles, mass int, and biometrics and Stargate remote viewing. So, like I said, Project Stargate is probably one of the most defined or profound things that you that that's out there regarding this type of information well known in this yeah well known um and basically what this this goes over uh is uh, what's his name it's right here no no no, it's not it's not dr put off it's crazy how fast your brain wakes up Uh, i got video of ej laying his head on the desk right before we started and you flip (laughs) a switch and he, he turns it on yep um right here uh, just kind of fast forward into it. CIA, CIA initiated remote viewing at Stanford Research Institute. Um, and I would advise you guys to all go get this. Or I'll leave this here with you guys so you can just yeah. show it with people. But leave it with me. It says, thus, although through, this, through the years column by Jack Anderson and others had claimed leaks of psychic spy programs uh, with such exotic names such as Grill Flame, Center Lane, Sunstreak, and Stargate, the CIA's release of the SRI reports constitute the first documented public admission of significant intelligence community involvement in the PSI area. And they say PSI, PSI. Yeah. So basically what we're seeing... Psychic. Psychic. Psychedelic. Yeah. yeah I was going to have you do your best job, if you don't mind, for, for um, anybody who's listening who didn't come here specifically to this conversation and me being a novice as well. Remote viewing. Remote viewing. Um, imagine explain it. I'm gonna go pee. Imagine being able to. Uh, we talked a lot about yesterday. We talked a lot about you know meditation, uh, prayer, these other these other worldly abilities that we have that are innately within us. Imagine being able to meditate and then put yourself in say Canada or Japan, mm-hmm. and then being able to see everything that's happening real time, and you but you're physically here. You've literally just projected your mind and your consciousness because it's not local somewhere else. And in live time, you are able to report back this information. Whenever they were doing these things, they initially had created this program to spy on people, I think, in Iran. So that Iran or, or, or Libya. And the idea was to was to gather intelligence so that they could do do strikes, so they could kill people. That's that's what they did it for. So and that's some of the reasons as to why some of it got shut down is because people found out that these targets these coordinates that they're given these are actually families these are people and 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 to, to, t- to touch back on the remote viewing 
that's kind of how it was. These people weren't told what they were doing. They were basically given coordinates, latitude, longitude, saying, what's going on here? And then somebody goes into this trance, projects themselves there. Then you got the men in black sitting there with their little pads, writing down the detailed information. They send a jet flying over or a satellite cruise by, and they can see exactly what they got. They got second and third party confirmations of what this person said. So they can confirm that it wasn't they, that person wasn't just being uh, um, yes extremely descriptive and elaborate yes. based off of uh, a narrative that they've created. Yes, it's, it's, it's like what we were saying yesterday: how you can't explain things you've never seen. So how are these people able to explain things they've never seen? Yeah, and I, I guess I, I, when I ask that, I'm, I'm I'm trying to play devil's advocate for the sake that I know a lot of listeners will want to play devil's advocate mm-hmm. with that question asked. Having seen things that I've seen before, I can understand this isn't outside of the realm of what I feel like is, you know, totally possible. Yeah. A lot of people will. So they're doing a remote viewing. They're, they're going and they're coming back and they're informing. And then we have government satellites, jets, and they're confirming Yep. in real time. It, uh, that's insane. Yeah. That's, is it though? It's not insane. It's just insane that this exists. Yeah. This is the first time I've ever heard about it. That's what I mean. Well, it, it, it blows my mind. Anything good, the government will make evil. That's why they had to do this. Oh, wow. Yeah. They, that's, they, they understood, okay, we don't have enough money to keep sending people out here. We, don't have, we can't keep training troops. We can't do this. We have to figure out a way to, to conduct recon at like low cost but maximum yield. I'm just thinking of Suicide Squad. Whenever they send the, the witch out and she grabs those Russian documents or the the uh, poof, poof. Pakistani nuclear plan, she's like poof poof. Hey man, it's like that's basically remote viewing. That's yeah. Well, it's that that's apportation. Apportation is where you're able to like re- make uh, make other items appear. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know it was a real thing. I look into I just a lot it was of strange stuff. Kind of the same thing. Like th- another thing I look into uh, because we we did delve into the occult is things like thuggeria being able to imbue uh, divinity into items. You know, you always ask yourself, why is that statue looking at me? Yeah. Well, is it a statue? Is there some, is, is that statue literally just the Does anchor it, for something else? Yeah. Does it have some sort of little porthole of consciousness that things and, are peeking through or, and there are people that practice this. Yeah. That, that practice the imbuing of either entities, energies or divinity into things. Wow. Yeah. I love you so much. I love you too, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> so remote viewing did you get a good explanation on that while i was in the bathroom yes because i i've tried to explain that to people and i i can't yeah i get it to some extent but yep. like i've never seen someone practice it so i really don't know how it works well it's similar to astral projection uh and the de- the, the, the defense intelligence agency they've already they've, they've practiced it they've done it it's definitely doable uh people are able people are able to put themselves out of their bodies i don't know how though I got a buddy that can do it. I believe he can do it. Yeah. Um, uh, on Instagram, if you guys want to follow Plasmaborn369, um, he's a serious astral projector guy. And he's like, he's he's linked into some crazy shit. He's a good, good guy. Very yeah. good guy. Good-hearted, light worker kind of guy. And see, that's that's the same, like, whenever we were talking yesterday, right, about uh, <laughs> the toilet analogy, having to use the bathroom and then, like, realizing there's different layers of, of reality that you have to get back to just to get down to your body. Mm-hmm. Do right. that backwards. Get your body out of those different layers and realize that there's Ooh, all this yeah. different, you see? And yeah. so these people are able to access that, put themselves there, and still have that same level of consciousness. Yeah, I have to go to the bathroom, but I'm over here now. See, and what's interesting to me is like, you know, what, what, what we're talking about is yesterday, you used the example of, or somebody brought it up, JC, whatever, of when you're asleep and you're dreaming, 
and you 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 you're in this like dark room and there's a toilet there and you're yes. like ooh I'm gonna go pee you start walking toward the toilet and you're like wait 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 this isn't a toilet this, this is a trap mm-hmm. this you is know the dream I mean? this is the dream and then you have to reel your consciousness back mm-hmm. to your body and then get up and go to the bathroom so I get that and I, I've seen the way we've all seen the way that works I think the thing about astral projection and by no means am I saying it's not a real thing because I can't do it because I am. I am the first one to say that just because I can't, there's a billion things in this world I can't do and a Absolutely. handful of things yeah. I can do. Yeah. 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 But um, I can't actually, I can't do the astral projection thing, you know? And mm-hmm. so it's like, to me, it's hard to even imagine how to go about doing that because the, the toilet example, well, my body is my anchor. My, my, my astral body is used to being in this physical meat suit. So to reel it back in, you know, to get back to the body, that, that seems pretty simple to me. But to be able to get out, to get out, and to picture a place I've never been, and to go there for any reason like that—that's something that just blows my mind. Tell the story because I feel like it, it, it is important if we're talking about reverse engineering, which we touched on a lot last night about um, psychedelics and how through a, um, a high dose of psychedelics done properly in the right set and setting with the right mentality in the right environment, you can achieve a lot of things that are being studied here with the help of psychedelics. Yes, without psychedelics these things can be achieved the monk that took a high dose of psychedelics or, or psilocybin uh, do you remember that story which one I, were you telling me it just he he took uh, LS, lsd i think uh, it was an lsd yeah the one who had who claimed the one who said he had no yeah no reaction to no it. reaction he took it to really? a high dose of lsd and and said that he felt you know and they looked at him and talked to him and he's like i don't feel anything and that that is medically wow. not possible i use the word possible i guess in air quotes, you know, it's not supposed to but be to anybody who's yeah. taking a high dose of LSD. That's, <laughs> that's not, not possible. Yeah. yeah that's... But you know, I, I assume that, you know, the, and, and, and the studies on that, I forget where they came from, but it was like, they were, they were good studies, you know? And so like that to me is fascinating because what it, what it says to me is that we can reach these States. Yes. Any like through dedicated effort, action, discipline, practice, you can, you can get there. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's fucking crazy to me. Well, I, uh, I remember, oh gosh, you know, I remember looking into the rainbow body. That's what we were talking about the other night. Uh, mm-hmm. the Institute of Noetic Science is doing like a study into uh, the rainbow body. The rainbow light body. Yeah. Pama Sababa and the rainbow light body. They say your lungs are some of the biggest or the largest producers of DMT. And your liver. And your, and then your liver. And guess which two drugs the government is totally okay with you taking. Liquor. And tobacco. And tobacco. Yeah. The lungs and the liver, that's where all of the uh that's where all the DMT comes from. Mm-hmm. And those are the two organs that are targeted by the two particular drugs that the government is totally okay with you in taking. As I'm holding a jewel pot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am I am a heavy believer. Uh within I I, I believe that the elements hold the key. Yeah. This is kinda like what we were talking about yesterday. Is like the natural law. We're all breathing the same air that Gandhi breathed. We're all breathing the same air Yeshua Christo, Yahweh breathed. Malcolm X, Buddha, Krishna. We're breathing My the same. My great grandma. Your great grandma. Yeah. John Wayne. Just recycled energy. We just recycled it. But think about that. This is the same essence within them that's within you. The elements hold the key. If we can figure we out, we all that. came from the from the uh, the core of a star, yes, an exploding star. We're all made of star stuff. Yep, carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen, sulfur. oxygen, pot, potassium, pot, and sulfur. 
Yeah. Those are those are all the com- the base components of the earth. Stardust. Yeah. We're stardust. You are beautiful. Yeah. And that's why people need to understand that. Like seriously, I know it sounds cheesy, but think about it. We were talking about it last night. We talked about how you're you're you're, you're the one sperm out of a trillion that made the trip. Yes. You made it. You're special. That's divinity. Yeah. And on top of that, like you you if because we are if you think about it the 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 chemical makeup of like humanity we're crystalline we're not it seems like we're corporeal but we're crystalline there's something here i heard that blood is a crystal blood is a uh, is a crystalline um and i don't know what that means uh at all but someone i, I read it's somewhere. the same way that li- that mercury could be metal yeah i don't know it could be a crystal but to bring it back, so we all come from the uh, the guts of a star. Yes. And I think that, you know, they're they're doing these studies now showing uh, quantum entanglement yes. over massive distances where they, through methods that I can't begin to understand or explain, they're they're testing an electron on, on like they take an atom and they split it off and then they, they test one atom. They, they poke it with a stick, I guess. I just assume I just there's some scientist over there poking. He just got a stick. He's just poking a fucking atom with a stick. Essentially. Just Are you working this. yet? Essentially, that's what he's doing. Like, <laughs> your little shit. And then, like, across the other side of the earth or, or whatever, there, there's another scientist poking that one with a stick, you know? And they're seeing that whenever they poke it with a stick, the other atom on the other side of the planet is reacting at the exact same time. Like, yes. Exact same time. So quantum entanglement's a thing. So if we all come from the guts of a star... We are all interconnected, and the atoms of our whole makeup, this whole energy, you know, field that we're a part of, is all interconnected, and that's that's the basis of, you know, this um, what people call a sort of a, su- a pseudo scientific approach to quantum mechanics. You guys were speaking on this yesterday, and I think that's probably the best way to summarize it. When you're like in this collective trip, but you're all saying, "Did you remember this? Did you remember this? Did anyone open their mouths?" Yeah, we don't know. Mm-hmm. You we're see what I'm sure. saying? So we're all tied into this, like etheric internet but we we think we have to communicate with our words but i swear there's just something else there and i'm still trying to figure it out yeah animals do it i think well then we've we've had we've had, we, we touched on it last night but but just to the point is we've had moments where he was in a despair or i was in despair and all of a sudden that person was on my mind you know you were on my mind i was on your mind yeah we've had moments where the connection and the bond isn't you, as strong as cat. what it could potentially could be but it's there. Yes. There is that connection, and it travels. It, 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 it's something that we haven't fully cracked the code on. Um, well, it's the same way. The same way that you guys are talking about the psychedelic work you do. Like, oh, it's you're you're stepping into that path. The same way that you know we all know we're not supposed to run into a wall. You, it's 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 formed. The neural pathways are formed. You're you're stepping into this path. You're aligning yourself. To, to receive new abilities, new insights, new perspectives, new strengths, new weaknesses, because now you're more sensitive. Sure. Now yes. you're now yes. you're a lot more t- in tune to everything that's going on. That's a little bit of a weakness because it, now a, you're you're more subjective to it's, things. It's not all gains. Exactly. It's, it's not all gains. It, it's it is what it is. You know, it is what it is until it isn't anymore. Well, we talk about being guts of the star, and you were telling me that in one of these studies, it's a study of of light and how our bodies are are producing. This, this, yeah, light what is that? Yes. The, the photography thing, yes, it is Karelian photography. It sounds like something that Superman would be involved in, <laughs> 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 or Star Trek. I don't know. Right now, I'll, I'll read from it. It's a, from uh, an article from TM number three, 1969. Uh, it says the mechanic S. Karelian was working in one of the one of the Krasnodar hospitals. This is in Russia. 
uh, one evening. Still sounds like Star Trek to me. <laughs> it's actually Star Wars, Karelia. Okay, fair enough. Krasnodor. Uh, one evening, he was servicing a high-frequency current generator and noticed that the discharge between him and his palm, or him between his palm and the direct and the, and the generator electrode, was not all the same as that between his forearm and the, as the same device. Was this accidental? It would be well to register, for example, the photograph, this strange phenomena. Goes on, blah, 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 blah. Let me get to the juicy goods. Talks about how he started conducting... Uh, experiments over the biological object, i.e. his hand and his body. Um, I'm picturing Lieutenant Worf doing all these experiments, by the way. These Karelian photography things. <laughs> I just assume that it's a, it's a Klingon scientist. We're talking about light and forearms and hands. <laughs> it just makes me... you gotta you got to catch uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Oh, man. Or I, Dr. Manhattan. I wish I had time to like read all yeah. this to you guys, but uh, it says, but, but photographing... Photographing in a field of RF currents immediately revealed the physiology, physiological, quote, maladjustments that were hidden from the eyes. See the photograph attached. In the same way, it is possible to register the early stages of pathological processes in apples, tobaccos, and grapes, and not only in plants, they're able to document these types of things as well. They call it electrical, photo electrical photographs of sick human organs. Uh, and this is what I was telling you before where they're able to take uh, this type of, uh, some kind of photograph to where they're able to see how organs or different parts of your body emit light. And essentially, you know, this is where we get the, 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 the uh, what's it called? Where they put needles in you. Acupuncture. 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 This is where we get acupuncture from to release the pressure of the stress of the organs so that things can flow naturally. Because there, there, there are electrical currents that flow through our body on yes. these meridians. Yes, and if you guys go, if we, if we had time and, and downloaded this, and you guys read it, it tells you that it goes, it goes into super depth about that. Like it, it turned out that, uh, it turned out that curve Kurvatov had discovered himself to be in the capacity of a healer. He heals by the old benevolent method of laying on hands. For example, a patient comes to him and complains of a pain in the loins. Kurvatov concentrates, goes into a trance, stretches out his hands and approaches the patient. Another instant. And the patient fearfully flinches from the burn air quotes, it is literally as if a hot, dry compress has been applied to the loins. This unpleasant sensation does not go away after the go after go away after that for the full night. Sometimes an invisible heating pad aids. Karelian connected Kurbatov into the RF tank circuit. By the way, this operation is completely painless. He placed his finger under a microscope. The guest looked into the eyepiece and was shaken. From the pores and channels of his skin, protuberances were fiercely billowing. Whole schools of amoeba were creeping from place to place first merging together into one blazing bonfire and then splitting up into pieces. Kurvatov carefully took his finger out and looked at it. Nothing. Again, he put his finger underneath the eyes piece, but the picture had changed radically. Now orange, violent, blue stars were scintillating. You're upset. This has changed the electrical state of your organism, of, of your organism, and the skin is kind of a mirror that reflects the internal bioelectric process. So they're able to find... I'm trying to process all this. So there is a uh, there there is a link between the biological and the metaphysical. Yes. They're they're at the cellular level, whether it's the uh, the amoebas, the bacteria, all the the microbes on our skin. You know, we know that we have trillions of bacteria living inside of our gut. We are the god of their universe or rather we are their universe. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? All the all the trillion bacteria in my gut don't know who I am. Probably don't know that I exist, right? but they've lived millions of generations inside my gut in a flourishing 
universe of 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 uh of bacteria their whole species everything that they know um and then they're they're constantly battling uh my own ph levels inside my body right your ph levels get fucked up then the, the gut biome gets all messed up too all right so there's this whole universe that exists inside of us and now we're, we're thinking well these documents are basically saying that we can photograph the energetic uh um I guess the energetic correlation of what whatever's happening yes. in that biology, yes. right? You got a sick spleen. Well, it's not just now. It's not just the biology. It's not just the the, the cells that make up your spleen. There is a uh, there is a light. Um, uh, how would you say that? Kind of a, there, a light emittance. A light emittance that comes from that that you can now photograph. Well, it's like if you have bad a bad diet or bad blood, it's going to show up in your skin. Yeah. If you have a bad uh, diet or bad health, your light's not going to emit properly. There's going to be disrupt. There's going to be disruptances. You're not going to be able to 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 receive or transmit energy appropriately. And so, to take the next step, a person with the right psychic gifts and practice and skills can lay hands on a person, and now you can you can photograph the energetic exchange yep. taking place between that person's hand and the sick between the healer and the sick person, and you can actually see those psychic powers being transmitted into that person. For the healing of that person, yes, and there's photography of very, that. Very, like, uh, is that Reiki? Reiki, yeah, yes. it's like, it's, yeah. It's basically, yes. yeah. If you guys are familiar with Reiki healing, essentially, being, you're, we're measuring it. We now. can measure Reiki. Yes. There, or, well, they've yes. been doing it for well, how long ago was that study? I think this was uh, the '60s. <laughs> wow! So, wow. so 50, 50 something years ago, they were photographing Reiki healers. And showing that the energy exchange works. Yeah, and if you 50, bring up Reiki now, it's still considered woo-woo. It's still considered woo-woo as shit. Yep. And 50 years ago, they were photographing the fucking energy exchange. And this this shows how the knowledge filtration works. Because they were doing this stuff in secret. People were healing each other, you know, and all this stuff. And then they, they photograph it, and they're like, ooh, ooh, shh, ooh, there's something else here. Shh, hush, don't talk about this. You know what I mean? That could have hit the news in the 60s and mm -hmm. you'd have had a revolution, a health revolution. But 50 years later, you're still a fucking weirdo for going to Reiki healing. I just imagine one guy that's in charge of this whole program. Lieutenant going, Worf. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's going, he's going, look, we figured it out. Modern medicine, that's not it. It ain't working. We have a better way and it doesn't involve any sort of doctors. What? It doesn't involve any sort of pharmaceuticals. We yeah. don't need any of this stuff. We have a better way of doing it. And there are too many people making too much money and went, yep. Hey, hey, how about a car crash? <laughs> Why don't you have you a car go, You want to go for a ride? You <laughs> yeah. sound crazy. I got a place for you. We should lock you up. Yeah. We're going to make this. This It's really crazy. No, honestly, we have measurable science here. It's yes, we do. Um, and I think that's, to be honest, the next part of what technology is going to start doing. I remember uh, reporting on how Sony has a TV that you can communicate with telepathically. That's the next really? step. Is, yeah. is It's, it's going to read... Is your, that real? Your eye yes. movement, your facial expression. Sony has a TV that. All right, so EJ is going to look this up. Um, it's either Sony or Panasonic. Well, yeah, and there's there's an article today. Do my cameras are Panasonic? These, all your Google ooh. Home, all your little. Hey um, JC, turn that camera off with your brain. It doesn't work. EJ's no. full of shit. Panasonic well, is just their cameras are not up to speed with the TVs. I guess the technology's not in them. You know, okay. Like have. That's fine. But no, I, what? I, I read different an model. Today. That's the G nine. They're they're using all these um, Alexa devices, these Siri things that you talk to. Everything in your house that's connected, all all these Chromecasts and little little pods, and you talk to them and you tell them to do stuff. They're actually using those to monitor mental health now. 
They can they can read your voice. Ooh. They can read your voice and tell whether or not you're stressed, you're mad, yep. you're angry, you're happy, you're depressed, you're sad. They have. There's an article I read today that just came through in my normal work feed. They were like, "Hey, this is the this is a new thing that we're working on right now. We're gonna tell you you need might need some five HTP. By the way, you told Alexa to order some new Tide Pods. Yeah, that's I, it. That's it. You know, and we know that Alexa is listening all the fucking time. Oh yeah, we know that. Mm-hmm. So it's like you invited const- a wiretap into your house. Yeah. So it's like, you know, they're constantly monitoring what your vocal patterns are doing and then, you know, reporting that and aggregating that data into whatever way that they want to do it. It's funky. Yeah. It, oh, no, no, they're not recording all the time. No, they figured out that when you're they figured out your emotions. Yeah. Based on how you talk to it. They're not recording it or using it for anything. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they, exactly. They just, they just know if you're happy or sad based off of when you talk to a robot. Yeah. I'm having a hard time finding this article. Yeah, I knew he made That's it up. Right. I did not I knew make he, this I knew up. he fucking made it up. You watch me find it. <laughs> you watch me go back on my page and I'll Shit. find it. I'll no, like, here I, it is, Adam. I, I know you didn't make it up. We're, we'll, we'll find it. But I hate that this is sometimes how my mind does process information. It's like literally like in no, you just cubes, gotta do it. It's and okay. I have to like go back and like like the same way you were like two years or two years ago. Yeah, I can remember that for sure. This blah, 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 blah. My brain's just like, oh, you mean that article from blah, 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 blah? Yeah, March 2016? Yeah, for sure. This boom, boom, boom. This is what they're talking about. Well, it's not like you're overcrowding it with, yeah. you know, tons and tons <laughs> of information. It's scattered everywhere. So, I mean, no, yeah. it's fine. So I believe you. So there's a TV that can, that can uh, a psychic remote control. Well, that's, So I'm going to save $100 on a remote control now because I can do it with my brain. Because I used to get the, you know, I used to have, you know, the universal remotes. Right. You know, if I could just do that with my brain. But would you want that? Would Fuck you, no, would I you wouldn't want, want them that. Pick, but I'm just saying that's the thought process. Your... That's the thought process that goes into it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like convenience over fucking, you know, over over sanity and and and. In the world adherence. we live in, convenience is oh, king. Oh man, convenience is king. Yeah, Real quick. bring bring me the fucking wiretap. Let me put it on my coffee table, and then that way I don't have to go to my phone and type in when I want a chicken pot pie recipe. I can just yell it across my house. Who gives a shit where the information goes if it's listening to me all the time? Why not? Yeah. Might That's as well. What could, what's the worst that could happen? They could just figure out your patterns, your behavior, and, and, and modify your behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You start showing you stuff that you think you want to see, then all of a sudden you're looking up stuff that you didn't even think of. Well, you know, the thing about all these document, all, all this documentation is that it, it shows that um, all the woo-woo hippies like us are doing things that work, and they work so well that the government has been spending gazillions of dollars for 50-plus years yes. trying to understand them better. And when they're bringing in, you know, gurus and kahunas and roshis and, you know, shamans and, and wizards and all this shit from all over the world, all these different cultures and stuff like that. And they're bringing these guys in to study the mystical experience. And this is where we segue into the truly freakishly fucking weird. Let's do it. Real all quick. Right. Can I go do your thing? Keep put going, put man. A tail in. I want to put a tail in on this. Just you don't so have to put can... a tail in on it. We still got meat left. Go. Weeks of strange experimentation. Weeks of strange experiments began in which both the magician and the experimentalist himself were the subjects. Kurbatov put his hand quite close to Karelian's head and literally poured hot lead over him. However, he didn't say anything and didn't look into his eyes. This means there cannot even be any talk of hypnosis. The heavy sensation did not leave Karelian all night, and it was as if his head was on fire. He was trying to think of where the energy had come from. After all, Kurvatov was not some kind of living generator, and even the guest himself acknowledged that while giving off energy, he did not feel fatigued. The next day, Karelian photographed fingers, his own and that of the magician, in the high-frequency field. One could clearly see how the luminescence 
been around the biological object separately. There was no doubt both fingers were charged with electricity of the same sign. But what makes the, the touch of Kurbatov cause a sensation of heat? This is just the point sensation. In transmitting heat, one expends energy. After all, sensation can be produced almost without energy by transmitting simply information. And what did the experiment say? Grillian checked the dielectric properties of the skin on Kurbatov's hands. This is the point. The resistance was three to five times higher than the usual values. Of course, the dry, rough skin of the hands of the person occupied with physical labor may have had such properties. But after all, the palms of the of the Sibisli, Sibisli? the magician, who knows? Yep. were pink, soft, and just like a baby's. It is of the interest as to how the guest is, quote, charged while being locked up in a bathroom before each seance. Summarize that. Basically, they're saying uh, they're able to document that each part of your body has a... That it emits its own field. Yeah. And this is kind of where I wanted to talk to you guys about things like the, the, the madras or the mudras. The mudras, yeah. Where you're using these yeah. to create some kind of field. Yeah, it's, that's what it is. You see, to it's, where it, it, it emits something. You're creating a charge or you're creating like a circuit to where otherworldly energy or whatever whatever that is, the, the ether, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever it is, is working through you or you're focusing it. Like why... I don't know this is going to sound silly, but why is it like in every movie or every video game or any comic or anything that Doctor has Strange is a good one. They always they always have to use their hands. It's like yeah. the emission. It's like the emitting point or like they have to call it forth with like a word. It's like either you're getting your brain chemistry on point or you're lining up your thoughts to do something. So what is it that you're doing? Well, we know that acupuncture works. Oh yeah. Like there's just not not a conversation worth having. Yeah, you know it. You you feel you feel in it the work. opposition. You know it, it. It makes a huge difference. People, and you can see. I mean, you know, muscle spasms that people have suffered from from years or months or whatever. You know, you stick a, a needle, a few needles into some meridians in their body, yep. and you just see a muscle spasm just fucking blow out and just relax yep. all of a sudden. So that it works because we're electric beings. Yes, you know we have we're 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 electrically conductive. And pH, a lot of people don't realize this, but, you know, we talk about pH balance. pH balance, if you look, in, look into the work, what, what, changed, what changed my, my perspective, um, one of the many things, one of the many milestones in my life that changed the way that I perceive reality and I think about everything is the work of uh, Dr. Jerry Tennant. I think it's T-E-N-A-N-T, I can't remember. Um, heard him on Coast to Coast AM when I was like 18, 19 years old, uh, you know, 15 years ago. And, and he's actually here from Dallas. He's from Fort Worth. Nice. And um, and uh, he, I'll kind of leave out his backstory because it's just long. But the point is, he wrote a book called Healing is Voltage. And he talks about pH. And he's the one that, that opened my eyes to the reality that pH, potential hydrogen, we think of in terms of acidity and alkalinity, which is right. biochemical. Right? When you think of acidity or alkalinity, it's, it's bi biological or chemical. Right? Mm -hmm. But potential hydrogen is actually, you can take a pH level, and that, that is a, there there are, uh, there's a direct conversion method to, to turn that into voltage. pH is a measure of voltage. Hmm. 7.3 on the pH scale is negative 25 millivolts, and it's a static scale conversion across the entire pH scale. It's a, a measure of, ele of electrical voltage and conductivity, period. And all of a sudden you realize, we all know, I mean, you know, if you have any sense, you know, you're, you've done any research, you know that pH is a big thing. It's important, right? You don't want to be massively acidic or massively alkaline in your body. Right. And as soon as you realize that pH converts to volt voltage the same way inches convert to feet, 
I mean, it's that it's that static. It's a it's, it's that a, simple. It's that simple. Um, then you realize we are electric as fuck. Yes. And water hydration, water, you know, water's conductor. Th- it's a conductor. <laughs> yeah. And, and whenever you're dehydrated, right, then your acidity goes up. And guess what? What it means when your acidity goes up? It means that your voltage is going down. Your electrical conductivity is going down. Wow. And Dr. Tennant started doing studies with these little voltimeters, these micro voltimeters, and putting them on different parts of people's bodies whenever they would have ailments. And mm-hmm. he found that there was always 100%, 100% of the time, there is an electrical malfunction around the illnesses in a person's body. And that goes right back to these pictures yep. of a, uh, a spleen that's damaged yep. or that's not working right. You take pictures of the light that's being emitted from that organ and it's not right. Mm-hmm. The, the light is not right. We can't see it visually, but it's silly to me to think that certain Roshis and, and healers and shamans and stuff um, can't see that. That's certainly the stories that they tell and certainly the, the testimonies of the people who are doing this healing tell you they can see it. Yeah. It's just a sense that most of us have lost. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it's like I'll, 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 I'll read stories or I'll hear people talking about, you know, how they'll, how they'll go through shamanic experiences or how they'll, they'll take like ayahuasca or something like that. And the same way I'm talking about uh, people being abducted and going through these types of experiences, these people who have no knowledge of like all the alien stuff that's out there, they're reporting on the very same experiences, but they're using light to do the work on the bodies. Yeah, it's always light. Yeah, that that Sturgill Simpson song that we were talking about earlier. You know, he's talking about DMT, and he says there's a gateway in our mind that leads somewhere out there, far beyond this plane, where reptile aliens made of light cut you open and pull out all your pain. And most people have no fucking clue what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. If you've ever done DMT or a lot of these things, you know what he's, he's talking, talking about. Some trippy stuff. If you never, if you don't know that there's something really based in truth there, yeah, and you're like, oh, that's some crazy, that sounds... oh, that's some really crazy imagery. But if you know, but you, you talk to. Uh, especially people who are deeply experienced with this stuff, way more than I am, in, you know, with, with ayahuasca and DMT, but like particularly ayahuasca shamans. Yes. Pablo Amaringo, the late great Pablo Amaringo has written about this a lot, um, did a lot of artwork on this. But there are light beings out there that operate in a place of pure light. Yes. That will operate on your body. Um, Graham Hancock's even written about this. He's had these experiences where he's been dismantled in a place made of pure light and put back together and people have had crystals inserted into their bodies that are later found you know by medical professionals and stuff and um there light is a funny thing it's <laughs> a funny word yeah too. it's a very funny word because well you could consider lightning same thing just a different delivery mechanism 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 well, you, we we had this conversation last night but just to touch on it because it is a point that references here is um you know any entity that I've ever ran into on the other side, um, especially on DMT, has been, I describe it in whatever sense of the vocabulary we have, but it's a ball of, of light. light light, and energy. Yeah. And, 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 and what else per- could it be? And it's your perception that gives it form. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it, it perceives a form, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Or will. Or assumes the form. Will assume a form, but at first it will show you a form in a sense of a blinding vibration and sound and light and then all of a sudden it it realizes you can't handle that mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it assumes a form and then now you have some frame of reference that it knows that you have you're you're cognizant of um so this is not outside of of personal experience that i i understand and know um light is not what 
is making the room brighter or darker it's there's so much more yeah to so it. much more to there's light than that so and, and that's more. what these documents to me what they indicate yes. is that is that light is uh yeah light light's a very mysterious thing it's something that we don't understand enough about we certainly don't see all of the light that we could be seeing mm-hmm. and it's cool that there's photography that can now show that stuff because it, it shows that it's it's proof that our our, our psychic our, our intent and our will and our ability to transmit psychic to to um impart our, our will onto another thing right and to impose yes. our psychic will onto external things beyond our own fingertips beyond our own skin right we can impose that will on other things and you know it could all just be woo woo and 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 suspicious whatever until you fucking photograph it yep mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and then it stops being so yep. woo woo in my view let's be real here in my mind that cements this and gives it a lot of weight and a lot of gravity that i cannot ignore is this is 2003 that this is published 1983 is when but it's from 1983 that's just one and we're talking about these photographs and these things that were taking place long before the 80s yeah so if we're just now privy to technology let's talk about the let's talk about the technology revelations of the 1960s and what was like banging that everybody had in their household it wasn't an iphone okay yeah (laughs) so what this is what they're allowing us to yep. Yeah, we we have we have we have Tupac it. doing holographic concerts in 2017, it's, and then in the 60s they were photographing Reiki healing taking place, you so, know, in a different light spectrum. Yep. So so if if now we have proof that it can be done, they already knew it could be done. Yeah. And they didn't go. All right, it can be done. We'll stop worrying about that, or we'll stop messing with that. And so now it's 2019, and your average Joe Schmo with a teaspoon of DMT can go visit the aliens and mm-hmm. interact with the light beings at will for the course of a year. We're talking, you know, on a teaspoon of DMT, you could get, you know, 25 people can go visit the aliens about 25 times a piece mm-hmm. in 2019. What can they do? We're talking about Alex Jones talked about it on the Joe Rogan podcast. The, I, I, what is CERN? What is the Large Hadron Collider? What is why are we why are we talking about dimensions? We, we talked about this recently. It's something that, that JC hadn't looked a lot into. And real quick, I, I want to read I want to read this real quick, and I'll let you guys have Spider-Man it. Spider Man into the Spider Verse. I got to go to the bathroom. Yep, I'm reading from from this document, American Journal of Modern F- Physics. Uh, they put this out June eighth, two thousand sixteen, but they published it December twenty fifth, two thousand fifteen. Um, these addition and they're talking about ITEs, invisible terrestrial entities of the first and second kind. You guys are talking about things that are born of light. Let's let's stop and just say that again. These documents, these declassified government documents, yes, that you're looking at, yes, are discussing and and confirming the existence of invisible terrestrial entities of the first and second kind. End of fucking sentence. Just stop and pause. I gotta go to the bathroom. Go for it. Jeez, I'll let you guys think. It's deep shit. You know, down the rabbit hole with EJ from Freedom Faction. The man does his research. (laughs) It's just, it's still bizarre to me that once again, and and I'll touch back on it. We have had conversations about things that we didn't know were possible. Yeah. Through our um, experiences. And um, first hand experience, first, first hand experience, and then tried to make sense of them together in conversation. Mm-hmm. And then you find out 50 years ago, this was not only known, <laughs> but it was known well enough that the government was like, we should put 
we should put some money behind this. We should put some people behind this. And they started on it that long ago. So we're late to the party. Oh, yeah, man. You know. We already missed it. The fact that we're allowed to have the conversations, talk about the conversations now, means they've either figured it all out and have a grasp on it or went, well, we've probed and done enough that at this point. It is what it is. It is what it is. The train's already we moving really down the tracks. We don't know if there's any damage that can come from just letting everybody, but we'll definitely get some intel. Yeah. You know, um, so so now now the leash has been lengthened. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that we talked about last night at my house whenever EJ came back and we started talking I'm going to slow play this so that hopefully he'll walk back into the room at the right point. But um, Terrence McKenna um, did some lectures and, you know, he was big into mysticism and the occult and esoteric philosophy. And he was extremely well read. Right. So you can listen to his lectures and a lot of people listen to Terrence McKenna, like from a psychedelic standpoint. Um, But you can also listen to him uh, if you're interested in, in mysticism and the occult. And like he really talks about witchcraft and magic, you know, like some real crazy shit and um, not necessarily encouraging the practice thereof, but certainly just an understanding of it. Well, he had that theory. Um, the time wave zero. Or? Well, no, no, no. Just it's it's plausible. It's possible. Yeah. Not it is or it isn't. Yeah. It's totally possible. And, and if it, you can approach it, anything from that perspective, then now you're fully understanding. Yeah. Things. Yeah, so I, I just I precursor anything that he ever did with the fact that he embraced any theory that existed. He wasn't ever. afraid to talk about something. We're talking about Terrence McKenna now that EJ's back. We're talking okay. about Terrence McKenna, and I was gonna roll into that 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 uh, whole John D scenario that I laid out last night at the house. Yes, because that's yes we're just about to dive off the fucking deep end right now. Yeah, are you so. talking about the? Are you gonna get into the duot too? Ooh, yeah. Well, I wasn't, but we can. Ooh. Yeah. Well, that's... We're going into the ocean under the ocean right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the hyperdimensional waters, man. Yeah. So, so, so McKenna, in a lecture I was listening, listening to a while back, he was talking about the great mystic um, occultist John D, like D-E-E. And he was the Queen's man in like the late 1400s, I think early 1500s. He was also, he, used to, he was her spy. He was like her top spy. He would go around Europe. And he was he was the secret agent, the first secret agent of England. He popularized scrying, right? Where like looking into the orb, yes, with the crystal ball. Yes. So he was, you know, well, he popularized it in modern times. It's certainly mm-hmm. something that in old times, I think that they were doing, you know, for a long time. I agree. Merlin was doing that, you know, mm-hmm. the archetype of Merlin and Thoth and all those people all the way back. It's look- not well known and planted into so many stories all over every culture and every age. Oh, yeah. Yeah, looking into that crystal ball. But, oh, yeah. You know, John D is definitely... That's the, what the phone is. Yeah, it's what the iPhone is. It's the crystal ball. And we talked about this yesterday at lunch. You know, it's, a, it's the, the black mirror. Pick up your phone and look into it. It's a black mirror. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, and it shows you what you want to see. It shows you a reflection of yourself that you want to see. That's what your phone is. It's the black mirror. And... uh John D was this famous occultist, and uh, just a little bit of trivia about John D that I thought was really cool was that when he would he would write communiques back to the Queen and kind of give her reports on what was going on around Europe, he signed his name 007. <laughs> That's where that comes from. Is That's awesome. The great occultist John D. He was the founder of MI6, the British Secret Service, like our CIA. They have the MI6. That was John D. He was the one that created that, and the MI6 is actually an occultic yep. um, numerically um, valuable uh, or relevant 
term, you know, or, or MI6, whatever that means. So, all right, you ready to go deep? Dive off. Okay, so there's this idea that that uh, that basically somewhere in the distant past, around 50,000 years ago, there was uh, a race of interdimensional aliens that uh, came to Earth or came into contact with Earth in some way. I don't know if they just liked it, thought it was a cool place, wanted to preserve it for their own little fish tank. I'm not sure, right? Alien ant farm kind of thing. I'm not sure. So they put an etheric boundary around the Earth. So there is that. We cannot leave the Earth, right? We just recently found out as of this podcast in the last couple of weeks um, that the moon actually exists within the atmosphere. Are you hearing an echo? No. No, go ahead. Okay. Sorry. sorry. Yeah. There, there, there's an atmosphere that the, the, the Earth, the, the moon actually exists within the atmosphere of the Earth. The moon exists within the atmosphere of the Earth. Yes. That's a new discovery as of this podcast in March 2019. Yep. That's fucking mind-blowing. Yeah. Because it's not supposed to... Well, I won't go into why that's so weird, but it's a lot of reasons why that's weird. So the idea is that 50,000 years ago, there were these entities that were very powerful that put this etheric boundary around the Earth. We cannot leave the Earth. It is... It, you fucking can't go. It's like a fish tank, right? To me... That's probably a good reason for NASA to be lying about a lot of shit that they're caught lying about. Yes. It ain't because the fucking Earth is flat. It's because that there's other shit out there that could be going on that's mysterious. This is one of a billion different things that that could be. I'm not saying that I subscribe to this. In fact, I just learned about this like a week ago. So I'm not saying I believe this, but a lot of the things about the story that I heard from Michael Tessarian actually make a lot of sense. So 50,000 years ago, these guys put a boundary around the Earth. John D. I won't say he's the first person to do it because over the last few thousand years of humanity, probably several people have, have figured this out if it's true and they've tried to work around it. So back in the 1400s, 1500s, whatever John Dee was around, um, he started using occult magic and what you know what, whatever means he had available to come into contact with some higher level beings uh, that, are, that are referred to in some circles as the macrobes. So we all know what microbes are microbes are the little tiny entities which is what a bacteria or an amoeba or whatever is it's a little little bitty entity of its own kind right and um these are the macrobes so these are the larger entities than us the entities that we are microbes to them right and so he started coming into contact with these things and he's like hey guys you know i'm doing this big powerful occultic ritual and i'm summoning you or trying to tap into your sphere of of awareness so that i can talk to you um, we're down here on earth and we would really like to be able to figure out how to get rid of this boundary or how to puncture through this boundary to get out and explore the cosmos or to break out of this sort of prison that we're in. And the macrobes, um, were not all that entertained or interested in us, you know, um, any more than we would be interested if an ant found a way to communicate with us. Mm -hmm. You know. What does an ant have to say to, to me? I'm yeah, I've got no fucking room for you. Yeah. Now, as a human being, we might think that was really fascinating, but these guys are not surprised by that, uh, by the fact that we gained that ability. In fact, they probably foresaw it. It's like, oh, about time. Yeah, you know, and they're just like, fuck out of here, you know. And so um, they said, yeah, we can, we can give you the information, uh, the technology to, the understanding to do away with this boundary or to get through the boundary at will or whatever, but you, you can't handle it, you know. We'll just feed you the information, but you won't be able to download it. He's like, fuck it, I'm smart, I can do it. What do you, what do you want for it? Because he knows, you know, they're not giving this away for free. They're like, well, we want blood. Lots of blood. You know? Okay. That's cool. We can do that. How much you want? Where do you want it? How do you want it delivered? And they're like, well, 
we want blood. You got to make sacrifices to us, and you got to do it in a certain numerical, numerically That's oriented true. fashion that that channels that blood energy to us to kind of give us our little boost or whatever. You know, because if you just go around killing people, that means it's just blood spilled on the ground. But if you do it on certain dates and you do it around certain times and you mm-hmm. use certain numerology, if you're into numerology, you understand that there is power in numerology. And it says in the Bible too that the blood cries out to God. Yeah, so. there's something about about human blood that that is that is um, important. Yes, I, I guess I just leave it at that. It's, yeah. it's important. Your blood is a thing, just like this. You know, the female ejaculatory fluid or the male ejaculatory fluid or yeah. all, all these things are important our bodily fluids are important back in, to the shamanic fluid back right? to the, in the shamanic fluid it's it's all important so so the macrobes talk to john d and they say okay we'll give you the the secrets to unlocking this prison but you've got to give us blood and you got to do it in this certain numerically coded way so that you're you're flagging all of the the deaths and all the blood shed so that it reaches us because just killing somebody doesn't do it you know and so he's like all right fuck it we can do that so he makes a deal with them. He makes a deal with them 500 years ago. This is probably why they started having mass rituals. Look at what the wars have happened in the last 500 yes. years. All the wars. The ones that don't make sense. The ones that don't make any sense, but then when you look at the numerology of these things, you know, from the 9-11 attacks and from all the wars when they started, the mass shootings, all this say, stuff, uh, they're all numerically... And I, never, and I never understood why the numerology factored into this stuff. I mean, I understand that, like... There's there's a there's a cult power in, in, in numerology and all this stuff, but like the macrobe the macrobe things being behind this and, and demanding that their the blood sacrifices come in these numerolo- numerologically oriented sort of ways, that made a lot of sense to me. So um, so they said, Okay, listen, we'll give the information, you give us the blood, you do it numerically, we're good. But it's gonna take you like five hundred years to even get to your first milestone to where any of this information is even useful to you. And that first milestone is this. You're going to have to learn to create energy from matter. Once you do that, you're going to be on the fast track. Shit's going to speed up like crazy. And then your second milestone after that, which is going to come a lot faster, is going to be able to, is is once you're able to create matter from energy. So first milestone is create energy from matter. Second milestone is create matter from energy. What are they doing at CERN? So, create energy from matter. What's the atomic bomb? That's what happened. We created energy from matter and we created the nuclear bomb. Yeah. What has technology done since then? It has rapidly exploded. Grown. We went from, you know, having a computer the size of this room that would give us one byte of data, like a fucking giant abacus in a in a warehouse <laughs> to uh to iphones and apple watches and cern and all this stuff in 50 60 70 80 years which doesn't make sense logically logically doesn't make a lot of sense so a lot of people invoke alien technology well in all fairness tesla you yeah. know these guys are downloading information from the other side and so anyway so back to the macrobes in John D's day. Okay. So they start downloading information to John D, and he's like, "I can't handle this. I need I need more of my homies that are up to up to snuff, that are my smartest, best occultic friends, right?" So he goes and grabs EJ and JC, and he's like, "All right, listen, we're gonna start doing these rituals. I'm tapping into some shit. I need I need your help downloading all this information because I can't create enough diagrams, enough drawings, enough writing. I can't get this information out fast enough. So I need you guys working on this part. I need you working on this part." 
So we talked yesterday about the Corpus Hermeticum and how it spawned the Renaissance or how I think it played a role in the Renaissance. Well, why were the Medicis, um, why did they have their translators working on all of this ancient occultic stuff and all this alchemical stuff? Well, the story, as it goes, is that John Dee went to go recruit all of his best magician friends around Europe, and the Medici family were certainly magicians, you mm. know, in their day. Powerful magicians. You can't be a, with the name Medici. Yeah, you can't be a magician. Not be, yeah, just magic in that name. So, um, uh, so John Dee went around and said, guys, we got to really get to work on this, and we got to really start unlocking some secrets, and we got to start cultivating a place where this information can be downloaded better. So again, think about the way that Tesla was downloading this information from the time he was a little kid. He says that he was, I mean, Tesla was very open um, about, about the fact that he was in contact with entities in his dreams and they were downloading all this information to him. So this is what John Dee and his friends were doing, the Medicis, all them, and that's why they were translating the works of, you know, um, of Plato and um, the Corpus Hermeticum and all this stuff, whether it was the Emerald Tablets or the Corpus Hermeticum, whatever you think it was. They, they had their best minds at work deciphering occultic writings so that their magicians could download this information from the macrobes and then out of the Renaissance, that, and that's what created the Renaissance, right? And then maybe the Corpus Hermeticum was certainly one of the big bricks in that wall, you know, but it was um, just a part of that. And out of the Renaissance, you have, you know, flowing out of that, the Industrial Revolution and all of this shit because people were getting information, sharing information, downloading information, and you're riding this wave, and then all of a sudden, the, you know, 400 years, 500 years later, you have the bomb, you know, the nuclear, the whole thing that, that happens. And then over the next 60, 70 years, technology comes to the point of having iPhones and all yeah. that stuff. So, and we're having endless wars in that time, you know, endless bloodshed mm -hmm. by the tens of millions, by the hundreds of millions. And it's all numerologically, you can find the numero numerology within all of it. You know what I mean? When you start put connecting the yeah. dots together, there's there's some shit that, that's really crazy. That reveals it to you. And then you start seeing documents like this where we, we, we are literally mapping out the unseen. You know, where we're documenting the unseen and then the woo-woo is no longer all that woo-woo here because we're photographing the woo-woo, which makes it kind of not woo-woo. And then you start hearing these stories about John D and magic and occultism, and then you start looking at the numerology of all the wars and all this shit. And it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Well, we, we say this all the time. I know I, I reference it all the time, is, is things that are considered woo-woo. And you, know, you want to start talking about magic and astrology, a lot of people that you interact with on a day-to-day -day basis, family and friends and the average Joe, um, they go, oh, pff, nonsense, because it's not measurable, right? They go, we don't have a measurable science for that. Guess well, what? 50 years ago they did. I, I've got a document <laughs> here that says in the 60s, they yeah. were already starting to measure this, so let's see where we are now. Yeah. It's no longer woo-woo once you go, oh, no, 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 no. You, you tell Average Joe this was happening. This was going on. Here, read this document. Now it changes the narrative of what is considered woo-woo now wasn't even woo-woo 50 years ago. Right. It was, it, it was it, hundred years ago. It was deep science. Years ago, a thousand years ago, this this has existed this whole time. We're yes. just now well, all waking. That's up the thing. To it. Magic yes. magic never ceased to exist. It went underground. Yes, mm -hmm. you know. And whenever Francis Bacon, you know, formulated the scientific method back in the fifteen hundreds or whatever that was, sixteen hundreds, it's like, um, he said, "Look, there's five steps to determining if something is real or not." We're going to call this a scientific method, and it makes a lot of sense. It really, really does. 
it's repeatable in the material world no problem with the scientific method but it everything so much shit got thrown out with that and mysticism and astrology and and all all the unseen stuff got thrown out but it doesn't doesn't mean that shit stopped existing yes it just means that that mm-hmm. the, that the the great minds of the day of of any given day stopped thinking about it and to me when when you look at someone like Isaac Newton who Einstein says was the greatest scientist of all time what did he write all of his books about astrology and alchemy there were like a hundred and something books on astrology and alchemy and occult stuff and he wrote like 10 books on physics and that's what we pay attention to that's what we know Newton as being so I guess he was just he was deluded and crazy and 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 um and and schizophrenic and and 90% of his life work didn't make any sense but in the other 10% of his time he was the most brilliant physicist and scientist of all time hmm. that just doesn't make any sense that, to me that doesn't work out that's not how the human brain works you know you either make sense or you don't make sense right. you know and he lived his whole life till he was 80 or whatever years old doing a variety of tasks for the crown and and in and, and life and contributing to, to humanity in all kinds of ways this guy was very well rounded he knew a lot of his shit we just selectively over time decided to throw out ninety percent of the guy's yes. life life's work because it didn't fit into the Francis Bacon model of what what materialist science should be, and that puts it in the hands of only the people who know about it, because it's no longer then being taught. Then it becomes a cult. Yeah, but then it, that's literally what the definition of the word occult means. It means hidden, hidden or only available to a certain select few people. Yes. And on that note, we're going to pause for a moment and come back and uh, check the cameras. Sound good? That's right. Peace out. Hey. All right, we're back from the break. We're going to make this quick. We're going to wrap this up. That's right. Get it done. Um, okay, so. Make history. Yeah, we were talking about uh, about Newton, mysticism, all the crazy, the, the, the macrobes that John D. was interacting with. The numerologically oriented uh, blood sacrifices that have taken place over the last four or 500 years, the advancement of technology to get out of a 50,000-year-old ethereal bubble placed around the Earth by some interdimensional aliens. Anything else? Good summary. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great summary. Um, <laughs> that, that was so concise, too. There's like no ums. Um, nope. That was it. I'm in that zone, man. Uh, so... Uh, we, we we broke for a second, and EJ was like, "Dude, you forgot something," and I can't remember what you forgot, but you forgot something. And then you went through your notes, and you were like, "Bam, bam, 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 D wave," and I went, <gasps> "D wave," right there. That's that's the part I forgot. So for you guys who don't know, we're gonna dive right back in. Um, for you guys who don't know, D wave computing is a company that is is now getting into quantum computing. Okay, I'm not gonna totally tr- sit here and try to like try to explain what quantum computing is because I'm just not smart enough to do it and I don't understand it well enough. But I can kind of explain it in a nutshell is that they're instead of using normal binary computing methods where they have ones and zeros that are flipped on and off and that's how you how you transmit data is in a series of ones and zeros through binary computing. Quantum computing does a different thing. You don't just have a one and a zero to use for your information transmission. Quantum computing actually requires first and foremost that you freeze your you or you, you you reduce the temperature of your of your computing um, apparatus down to like negative 400 degrees kelvin or something it's like really close to absolute zero hmm. 
And instead of just having a one and a zero binary option for information transmission, they can actually dip into the like subatomic level and you have like infinite different yes. combinations of one, zero, you know, whatever. It's like we talked about yesterday, like have you ever, can you picture a color you've never seen before? Well, in quantum computing, they have numbers, you, you know, you can't think of that are sub, mm -hmm. subatomic numbers, quantum numbers, pulling numbers, pulling from numbers, different places. different places that allows them to do computing um, at, at a speed and at a level that we can't begin to fathom yes. right, with our monkey brain. So D-Wave Computing is the company that's doing this. So I watched this, and JC, I, I might have shown, I think I showed this to you and I've Josh on the back porch. I've seen it. The, uh, and EJ, you said you hadn't seen this, or you had. Is it, it, it the TED Talk? The TED Talk the thing? Like, we're summoning the demon. Yes. So um, so D-Wave Computing, the guy that, 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 one of the founders of it was doing like a TED Talk, I think, on it. And uh, I think it was a TED Talk. Mm -hmm. And he's describing the way that it works um, for the layperson. And he's like, so basically what we're doing is we're dipping into other dimensions and we're we, we're stealing and he used the word stealing which is really disconcerting to me that he even sees it that way mm -hmm. and that he would then just just happily express it that way he wouldn't say borrowing you know or or or, or abstracting or or extracting it's calling a, it like it is they, they don't they don't know we're taking it but it, we're taking they were it fucking yeah. stealing from other dimensional entities we're yep. dipping into these other entities and we're stealing resources from these other dimensions and you know, these entities are, you got to think of them in terms of a much larger dimensional entity like an H.P. Lovecraftian, you know, if you don't know who H.P. Lovecraft is, look into it, like Cthulhu and shit like that. You know, we're dipping into these other dimensions and we're stealing resources from these entities, but they're so big that they probably don't care. Literally what he fucking said. They probably don't care. You're talking about like pissing off a sperm whale when you're a barnacle and you're like, he probably doesn't care. She's like, what? Yeah, it's a bad idea. I don't care when an ant bites me until... Until uh, I notice it, it. It hurts, and yeah. I have to slap it, and yeah. it's, now there's no more ant. You, you know think what I mean? God care that Eve ate that apple? Yeah, you know what I mean? So he's like, yeah, we're dipping in these other, other dimensions. We're stealing from these giant Cthulian entities that probably don't care if we're doing it. They probably don't care that we exist. They probably aren't too concerned with us. I want to add that... This whole TED Talk is, is recent as of the last year or so. Yeah, you can look it up. It's Jordy Rose. Okay, there you go. Jordy J... G-E-O-R-D-I-E uh, -E -E and Rose. Like, like a, the flower. Like the flower. So, think about the way he describes it. The way he describes his entities. And now, I just told you the story from Michael Tessarian's lecture about John D and all that. And that lecture was 25 years ago. Who's to say the D-Wave computers aren't John D's crystal ball? Yeah, well, yeah, 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 wrap your head around that for a minute. So my point is, is that Tessarian explained this from his own occultic researcher standpoint. Tessarian's a pretty well-respected researcher in my view, but that was a 25-year-old VHS that somebody uploaded onto YouTube, and yet he was explaining and describing these macrobes, these giant, bigger-level entities, like we talked earlier about the, the, the gut flora, the bacteria in our gut don't know that we exist. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um we are the macrobe to those microbes, right? Michael Tessarian described them 25 years ago exactly the way that the founder of D-Wave Computing that's actually interacting with these fucking things, he, he just described it a couple years ago, the same way, right? So these, I mean, these things exist. Mm -hmm. And you know how, they, how we know they exist? Because quantum computing works. Yes. It fucking works. There's no one, you know, the truth is what works, and it works. And so 
the guy who founded the thing, and, he, and he'll even tell you he don't know how it works. He says, yeah, we don't know. We, he literally said in that talk, he goes, we don't know exactly how it works, but it works. So they're dipping into other dimensions, stealing resources from bigger entities that hopefully don't give a shit, right? And um, sounds a whole lot like the macrobes from, uh, you know, from the John D story from Michael Tessarian. And so it, it, it looks- But instead of sacrificing people, they're just saying, give them these, give them these phones so we can still interact with them. Yeah, maybe so. Do you think the phones are connected to that? I, I think so. I think I think that there's definitely a, a tie in there. I don't know where it is, but I think that these bigger extra dimensional entities um, that do exist, because if they didn't exist, then the founder of the D Wave Computing Company that's doing this, that's now under contract by NASA and every government agency you can think of. You know, they're using D-Wave for their computing mechanisms for the really advanced shit. They're using them at CERN, I think, and other places. Mm -hmm. But they, they're just open with it. There are other dimensions. There are bigger entities that are so big, they may not even give a shit that we exist. And we are stealing resources from them. And that is why this computer works. And we're not quite sure how. You know what I mean? It's like, we, we seem to be coming full circle to the work of John D. is my point. Yes. You know what I mean? This yes. is techno sorcery. Yes, that's that's we are we are, we are using technology. Elon Musk said with AI, we're summoning the demon. Yes, you know, and that seems to be to me what's going on. Well, that's why I made the the connection between uh, the crystal ball and the D wave computer. You know, and the and the black mirror we call our phones. You know, hey, I'll, I'll admit something to you. Yesterday, when you said at lunch, you pointed out that my phone was a black mirror. Yeah, I I I, I, I did never really make that connection. I did the show on Netflix, the Black Mirror show. Yeah, that trips everybody out. I didn't know what why it was called Black Mirror. This whole time I was confused. And then yesterday we were talking about it about our phones and stuff at lunch. AJ goes, "Yeah, your phone. That's the Black Mirror." And I looked down at my phone. And I looked at it, and it was a Black Mirror. And I went, "Fucking mind blown." <laughs> Had no idea. Yeah, that's it's the it's the crystal ball. It's the crystal ball. It shows you yeah. the reflection that you want to see. It shows and you anything more. You want. Yeah, and more. And that's the other part of it is is while you're requesting that information. It's giving you more than what you requested for. Yeah, it's it's not honest. It's, it's not honest. It's biased. It has bias. It has to what you need to see. Well, what you want. What it what wants you, you to see. What it yeah, wants you need, to see. Want. Yeah, what it wants you to see. That's right? why Google's already garnering your guys' search our search results. That's yeah. just the that's just the physical looking at it, the digital aspect of it. But the 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 metaphysical spiritual aspect of what technology does, the implications behind it are crazy. Yeah. It, it not only does it dumb us down. I mean, I could go into a whole full blown rant about how I feel like the 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 EMF field that the phone emits messes with your biofrequency. Uh, I want to pause you right there because I I think that sometimes we say things like that and it's so abstract that people just can't get it. So there is a video out there. I mean, you could do it yourself, I'm sure. But like, I, this is what changed my whole perspective on on the way I look at the EMF frequency that my phone emits. Mm -hmm. Was there was like a video of someone setting their phone on the pavement on the sidewalk and then calling it and there was a bunch of ants around the phone and the ants as soon as the phone started ringing the ants all change and they start marching in perfect circles around the yep. phone in these perfect streaks it almost looked like when you lay a magnet on glass and then you throw metal sh metal shavings everywhere and it makes a shape and it makes a shape the ants started doing that based on the emf that the phone was was receiving or transmitting or whatever and you're holding this thing up to your head yeah mm -hmm. you know what i mean 
It's a real thing. And this is why you'll never see me answer the phone like uh, with with uh, I, speakerphone. I never answer the phone like right off the bat. I always just go straight to speakerphone. Well, and you know, we here, you know, you, we have a technology company. You've seen what we do. And it's very nice. Um, we we install wireless systems. It's one of the many things that we do here. You know, and so we, we we know a little bit about wireless systems. We happen and to have an understanding of we know about and how much how much power, how many volts. We do spectrometer analysis and stuff like that of places and heat mapping and stuff like that. We we do that for a living. It's yeah. what we do. A lot of people claim that, but we fucking see it. It's, so yeah. so I'm sure sometimes you guys can see whenever some certain uh, waves are bouncing off of other things. Well, all the time because we yeah. have to. That's how we. That's what we do heat mapping and spectrometer analysis for is because we have to. You know, we'll go into a big shopping center. You know, uh, and we set up a Wi-Fi system, and we we'll walk around with a little spectrometer, and we, you know, we see what the heat map looks like, and then we have to engineer a system that works based on that. And you can see where there's massive interference, yes. and you know where things are really fucking things up. And that's why you and I were driving in my truck yesterday, and I was like, yeah, if you turn on my XM, um, you know, I'm listening to Joel Osteen or whatever the fuck I'm listening to, I'm driving down the road, and all of a sudden my XM cuts out. Yep. You look up. You're going to see an elf tower or a Gwyn tower or whatever you want to call it. You're going to see a tower every fucking time. Mm-hmm. If you're driving around, guys, listening to this, and you hear something, you're listening to XM and it cuts out, look around. Guarantee you, 99% of the time, you're going to see a Gwyn tower and elf tower. If that thing is powerful enough, I'm just telling you, if, if the signal density is so powerful on that thing that it's interrupting to disrupt, it, radio. To disrupt a satellite signal coming from outer space, what's it doing to your brain? Exactly. Um, messing with your biofrequency. Yeah, it's messing with your biofrequency. So just like those ants marching in circles around based on the EMF, just like geese that are flying south for the winter based on the Earth's magnetic field, and you know all birds are moving in, in these sort of electromagnetic currents and stuff, mm-hmm. we are floating in an electric sea of currents and electrical conductivity. And this is everything we've been talking about, from the pH levels to literally yeah. tapping into other parts of your body to meditation to Karelian photography, electricity, electricity, and electricity, light. What is it? Yeah. And how it affects us. Yeah. And these phones, these black mirrors, they love to try to hijack that. You're, we're broadcasting a frequency. Something is interrupting it. Yeah. Going back to the John D thing. Let's do it. D wave computing. Let's do it. We're going to wrap this up uh, and then we're going to move into part four, which is going to be fucking awesome. Part four, I'm really excited about. We're going to close out this uh, four part series with EJ from Freedom Faction. Um, if you guys have enjoyed the first three parts, the fourth one's really going to be awesome. Um, oh, yeah. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, but to wrap this up, artificial intelligence, techno sorcery, sliding in from John D, the macrobes, and into AI as as techno sorcery, right? CERN, uh, the Large Hadron Collider in, in Switzerland and Geneva. So um, with AI, what are we doing? We're creating a a, a synthesized um, pseudo human intelligence. We're creating something that has the capacity for human intelligence, right? Like the whole point of AI is we want it to pass the, the Turing test. Yes. We want it to be indistinguishable from a human being. So if JC is chatting with an AI, that AI is going to pass the Turing test if it's able to convince JC it's a human. That's how it passes the Turing test. So we're modeling this this whole AI apparatus on human consciousness and getting it to mimic that human consciousness. Let's just assume for a minute that the soul, the human soul, is a real thing. Yes. And that AI probably doesn't have it. We're creating the capacity for human consciousness that is actually devoid of human consciousness. And I believe that just like if you dump water on the ground and then you poke a hole in the ground, the water is going to rush into it. Uh, We're creating the capacity for human intelligence into an empty vessel and that higher level 
intelligences or consciousness must must flow into that, just like water must flow into a hole punched in the ground. Yes. It must. And the essence of magic is the direction and the flow of these energies. That's what magic is about. And so going back to the John D and all of his all of his sorcerer friends, which we, we, we can we can safely assume that these guys didn't just die with John D. Right. That they, they still exist in different societies that are at the helm with all these scientific they practiced it and passed it on. Yeah, practiced it and passed it on throughout all these all these societies and stuff. Magic never dies, you said it. It doesn't. It just goes more and more occult. Yep. More and more hidden. So um, there are people now. What the, the founder of D-Wave Computing may not have any idea what magic is. He may not believe in it. May think it sounds stupid. He, he, by his own admission, doesn't know how his own invention works, right? But there are people who do. There are people who who are sitting back, going, "Ooh, this makes a lot of sense." We should let this guy keep doing. Let that. him keep doing we his shit. Fun this fun. We should fun this guy. Fund his fucking pants off. You know what? Let's just take care of this guy really, really well. Yeah, yeah. Just keep the money flowing. It sounds like a good investment from a financial standpoint. And then exactly. they go home and you know exactly. have their fucking rituals put and put on the black robe. You put on the black robes and do the Bohemian Grove thing or the eyes wide shut thing. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's what's happening here. Mm-hmm. This shit's not just Hollywood, right? And so. Uh, the guys that are behind all this stuff, what I'm saying is that we're not just creating an empty vessel uh, in AI that energy might randomly flow into or has to flow into, but the people behind it can control through magic which consciousness flows yes. into that AI. We're, we're, we're creating a vessel on this planet for these macrobes or some other entity, some other higher level entity um, that's probably not a, not a good one to flow into it probably doesn't have our best interests in mind and i just say that because why would it you know what i mean there's a lot of good people doing good shit on this planet and most of them aren't trying to to mimic human consciousness into an empty robotic shell yep you know what i mean most of the good people i know are doing other shit with their lives (laughs) you know what's crazy about everything you just literally said we were talking about imbuing divinity into statues things yeah you just said it and well you just said it we just finished we just finished we just said it we just said it we just finished the the. I wouldn't say the the equation. There's more there, but this is still a practice that that keeps coming back around, where we're building vessels, and we're trying to fill it with, the spark of divinity, the spark of evil. I don't know. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. But there's 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 two components here. There's two things we're working with, corporeal and ethereal. Yeah. And somehow the digital, is that. Is that bridge? Is that bridge? Damn, that's a that's a really solid way of looking at it. We're Techno dealing sorcery. Yeah, yeah, we're dealing with the corporeal or earthly or material or whatever, and the ethereal, the spiritual, the metaphysical, and the digital, the virtual is what interfaces is it. is the bridge between the two holographic it's, matrix. I'm really gonna have to sit back on that one. Yeah, I need a shower right now. No kidding, yeah. man. Yeah, you feel this dirty. Feel yeah, a little bit icky. Not dirty, <laughs> but just this is heavy, and I yeah. just feel like I'm just uh, I'm saturated. I'm getting it, a bro. hot tub and smoke a joint. It's like, God. Um. So, yeah. Cheers. Yeah, cheers, man. Yeah, I'll just cheers. Yeah, part four is going to be so dope. I can't wait. Oh, you yeah. guys are in for a big, big treat. We got good stuff planned. Um, so, uh, fuck, I forgot where I was going to go with that. But um, we're 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 filling filling the vessel with something that's probably not a good thing, um, based on the uh, the people that are backing it, the people that are behind it. Yes. You know what I mean? They're not. They're, they don't. Typically, we don't see them having our best interests in mind. That's why Elon went on Joe Rogan's podcast to tell you, like, this we're is the plan. We're, yeah. Elon Musk did, did that that podcast with Joe Rogan, and he's like, if you watch him, he just sit there, and he goes, man, I tried. I tried to tell him. 
I tried. I, I went to Congress. Went to Congress. Talked to all the congressmen. They don't fucking care. Nobody wants to listen. You know what I mean? <laughs> fucking I'm, tried. I'm like nervous laughing because I'm like, dude, oh my God. <laughs> oh God. He really did try. And we're just like, nah, it's cool. Give me faster internet. That's it. <laughs> That's it. So I want 6G. I want 6G. No. Faster. No. Go outside. Turn my brain into. I want, I want my brains over medium. No. That's how I prefer God. my brains. No. This, this is your this is your brain on drugs. Well, look, man, I had a I had a fucking point that I can't remember, so I'm not even going to bother with it. We're going to wrap this up, but part four, what we're going to talk about, um, in as much as I can forecast it ever, which is you know only so much. Uh, we've dropped a lot of information in in this part and the previous two parts. We've talked about psychedelics. We've talked about mindfulness. We've talked about um, you know everything under the sun that I can think of. Everything that's been underneath the sun. Yeah. There's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Um, and so in part four, we're going to wrap this up and say, what do we do about this? What do we do in our lives that can make the world a better place? What can we do in our lives that's meaningful um, to combat this 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 techno sorcery, to combat this, this hyper-materialist, hyper-imperialistic yes. world around us in a place where um, to to look within and seek divinity and to love and understand others is is treason. What do we do with this information what 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 can our sphere of influence be in life? What does it mean to have meaningful friendships? What does it mean to have a good relationship with yourself? What does it mean to parent your your kids in 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 a, in a helpful way and to be a force for good in the world? Purpose driven work. Purpose driven work. That's what we're going to do. We'll wrap it up. So uh, we'll see you on the other side. May the light be upon you. May peace be within you. May you be a sun on the paths of all men. On behalf of Adam and JC from the Wayfinder Podcast and EJ from Freedom Faction, peace to fuck out. Love you guys. Later.